Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experiences of language learning with you, as well as the stories of other Australians and a few international guests who love learning, working with, and communicating using other languages. I'm Beck, And I'm Penny, and welcome to another episode of Language Chats. And in this episode, we are talking about making language learning fun again. F-U-N. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to make that like M-L-L-F-A, like, <laughs> like, like what the, during the Trump um, campaign, oh, it was like MAGA, oh, make America was, great yes. again. <laughs> make language learning fun again. M-L-L-F-A. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that could be our new slogan, Beck. Come on. Let's run with it. <laughs> it, doesn't really, it doesn't really roll off the tongue though, does it? <laughs> so what you know if we say make language learning fun what does that mean to you Beck does does that just sound like a no-brainer to you or does that actually make you stop and think no it does make me stop and think because I think as as language learners and, and people who enjoy learning languages you don't always have motivation 100% of the time and there are there are dips. There are there are times when you just go, ah, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Am I interested in it? Have you just lost all of your interest in whatever language it is that you're you're learning? You just don't have that spark with it mm-hmm. anymore, where you get excited about learning something. And I think that's a very normal, a really normal feeling not just about languages, when you learn anything, it can be fun at the start and then you can get to a point where you're kind of like, ugh, I don't really feel this anymore. Um, And I think, well, for me, certainly a lot of getting back into a language, finding that like I need to find that motivation again has been about making it fun mm-hmm. um, and finding things that make it fun again for me what about you Penny what do you think like oh. what does what does yeah d- have you lost motivation at times and then needed to find something to get you kind of back on track yeah completely everything you said yeah totally I agree with as well I was thinking often when things get hard that is a a bit of a stopping point but I was like you know what it isn't always when things get hard and just because something's hard doesn't mean it can't be fun either yes and we know that language learning is hard (laughs) there is no (laughs) about that um and so I, I don't think it's not the hard part about it that is a is a killer but I definitely think the motivation comes and goes and little things that I have tried to you know when things have slumped and I've wanted to bring back the spark it's always been obviously (laughs) something well not obviously actually maybe not obviously um little fun things to try and you know bring that language back to back to life Mm -hmm. if that's what I want to do Um, Yes. And I think so interesting that you say like sometimes when things get hard, I think you're right. Sometimes it is when it gets challenging because challenging can be fun, but challenging can also go over a 
cliff like <laughs> sometimes there's like challenging gets to a good point there's like a, there's some sort of happy medium where when something is just hard enough for you it's challenging in a good way because you're you're learning something and you're also challenging yourself to sort of push yourself a little bit to see if you if you what you can remember you know how much do you know and that can be sort of stimulating um and motivating but there's also challenging too hard where you feel like you can't do any of it and then that can be very demotivating because yep. you're like, oh, God, I'm terrible at this. Um, and then all of your motivation just disappears in a flash. Oh, totally. But there's also the other extreme, I think, of when you have – when it's not hard enough. Um, and this is probably something that I have experienced in the past with classes or courses for languages where sometimes things can start out a little slow for, for good reasons, you know, you've got to kind of ease people into a new a new language. But, um, it, you know, sometimes they go a bit too slow. Yeah. And I think when, you know, sometimes if you find that it's all a bit too easy and you're not kind of progressing fast enough, that can also be demotivating in its own way. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Because you want to keep kind of pushing on. It's interesting too because everyone has a different barometer for what tips them over the challenging edge and what you know takes them down the too slow too easy road um and so it'd be interesting to I guess you know as a personal personal project I don't know if this would be interesting but maybe (laughs) to um to kind of like map out your feelings about what you know if you're into journaling and stuff like that there could be something about taking stock of how you're feeling about different things in terms of, you know, your challenge, <laughs> your challenge extremes and your, your slow, boring, too easy opposites. But I'm not into journaling, but maybe, maybe people are. I don't know. I should be. I know it's supposed to be good. <laughs> just tracking though. For some people yes. that might just be like tracking what your habits are in language learning um, and, you know, I think I think this is a this is a bit of a struggle with group classes in general that that whole idea of like how do you get everybody on the same kind of playing field the same wavelength um, in their learning um, because yeah realistically not everybody is at that stage all at once. There are some really fun things because we are talking about fun fun things about group classes though and for me it's it's always that interaction and the the back and forth and that you don't get in a solo one-on-one class um so that that's something I find fun because I really love I guess for me language learning making connections using the language in real life um and they're Mm -hmm. probably things that that mean the most to me and therefore they're things that I think are fun as well do you think things that mean the most to you equal fun for you in terms of what you get from language learning um so when I think I don't know if the thing interesting the way you phrase this question I always have to like try and re rephrase it in my own mind the things that mean the most to me I'm not sure if they're necessarily the things that make language learning fun Mm -hmm. they help um 
they help. But sometimes it is not even, it's not so much about something like being a passion of mine or it being close to my heart. That is one category of things that can make language learning fun for me. And we might come back to that in a second, because I feel like you would, you would agree with that. And we both share that love of combining passion and learning. Actually, for me, what is more important is just having things that aren't study or they don't feel like studying. And I think what's really key about like making sure that you can find the fun again if you have lost it, you know, if that if that sense of fun in learning has disappeared for you into thin air, you had it several months ago or a couple of years ago and now that's just like poof, it's gone. Um, I think it's quite important to just forget the study aspect because I think for for many people, and this harkens back to, you know, many years of considering learning to be something that you associate with school or university or otherwise, and that being something that you are, you know, you're seated probably at a desk, you might be in a classroom you might have somebody telling you what to do. Like I think there are there are associations that we make with what learning means, learning yeah, in inverted for sure, commas. For sure. And what that study means. And I think that if you're, you know, if you're like, how do I, how do I get into this again? But the only ways that you can feel, the only things that you can think about are things that you associate with study, then for me to make it fun again, you have to stop thinking about that altogether. Like forget that this needs to be a learning exercise. Just do something that you enjoy. Um, and that could be many different things for many different people. But, you know, that could be watching TV. That could be listening to music. That could be doing just something that involves the language that you're learning but does not involve what you would consider to be study in the pure kind of yeah. sense. So well said. I yeah, spot on because we do have this, you know, <laughs> this archaic kind of view of learning and studying kind of being, you know, at a desk, grinding away and solitary, boring and um and that's not really fun that much. <laughs> Well, actually, I mean, having said that, there are some people who would find that fun and that's completely fine, of course. If that is your way of, if you get, you know, energy thinking about sitting in your language study, in your language cubby, <laughs> like Penny has, um, if, you, if you have a space that when you sit there and you have your quiet time and you're able to do whatever it is that you consider to be learning, for your language, if that's what gets you energised, amazing. Like that's great. Um, But I think if you're trying to force yourself to do that because you think that's what learning looks like. Yes, yeah, good point. Then this is where it's like maybe you have to just step away from that whole image of what you see as learning or study and just do something else. (laughs) One of my favourite fun things to do – in the past, I don't do it as much anymore, but was always to go to a cafe and sit down, have a coffee, nice cold drink, hot drink. And this was especially, especially when I was learning Chinese actually, because I found it a really nice kind of soothing place and a way to practice characters. Um, yeah. And I, I, 
because that that feels like study but I feel like it was always a fun kind of relaxing almost like a treat thing to do because it was definitely something I associated with something I loved to do which was you know to go to a cafe Mm. sit down be cozy and comfy and have something nice to drink and yeah and sometimes I was by myself sometimes I wasn't and yeah that's that was that was always something fun yeah, I love that. And that's more, that's very much about the environment that you mm. were in. Like you could still be doing something, again, like practicing writing characters, for example, when you were learning Chinese, m- might be something people would associate with very much like a study exercise. Um, but the fact that you were in an environment that made that feel enjoyable, I'm sure I'm sure the, the learning to write the characters is also very enjoyable. <laughs> but if you're, yeah, in a space that makes that feel yeah, warm and comfortable and and nice for you, pleasant, yeah. then that can make the whole experience of the learning a little bit different. Yes, the environment is important, isn't it? Um, hmm. As well as the potential, yet yeah, the content, I suppose, of what it is that you might be doing to learn, which can also be changed to be fun. One of my, like, fun, quick go-to fixes for slump moments or motivation Mm. inspiration is I don't know if you do this back but I have talked about this on the podcast before but I love hopping on YouTube and either going to channels that I know that I've you know watched before in the past or finding new channels or finding recommendations from from other people and I really love I love seeing kind of real life interactions or interviews um, that are pitched at Mm. a learner but so, you know, sometimes this, the speed isn't quite, you know, up there. It's, it's, at a, it's a, a speed better for learners. There's usually subtitles. There might be a, an explanation along the way. But I love, you know, just dipping into things like that because it's, it's fun and it's a break and it's real life and it's conversation and, yeah, and it's YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I know you're such a YouTube fan. I feel like YouTube is never my go-to actually. Um, but I do in a similar way, I enjoy, oh, you know how much I love TV. <laughs> do I need to say it again? Um, but I, that's, that's what television yes. and film is for me. Yes. So when I want to get back into, if I need a little bit of motivation for one of the languages that I'm learning, I'll watch a movie yeah. in that language. Yeah. And, and I won't focus too much on, um, like, specific phrases or words or trying to understand everything I just enjoy the film yeah and so but it gets my it gets yeah exactly it gets my head back into listening to that language again and enjoying the sounds and kind of feeling the rhythm of of what that language sounds like without like without any pressure like I can still put on English subtitles if I want to so that I'm still you know getting everything and understanding everything maybe I'll come back to it another time and watch it in with the in language subtitles um you know and make it a different kind of exercise but that for me is like it's a more passive activity and it's something that I would be able to enjoy whether or not I was learning the language I could just watch a film or watch a tv show and it didn't it wouldn't matter if that was something that I was needing to learn Um, at that time but it would still be good I feel the same way about music too Mm. so I quite like listening to to music in languages that I've learned and having like a few go-to like playlists or artists that I like to enjoy Um, and I feel like 
now we're quite lucky because many many years ago <laughs> it wasn't always as easy to get lyrics of songs oh yes um yep. in other languages and that has been a helpful development um it is very easy to get lyrics to to songs in any language these days especially if they're already on something like spotify or yeah. youtube oh, so cool. like yeah. you know often people have created lyrics videos or sometimes on you know for anybody out there who uses spotify um you know often now it has the option of lyrics just um like kind of a the bottom of the screen so you can just show that on your phone or wherever it is that you're listening um and kind of follow along I actually did this the other day um <laughs> and quite enjoyed like following along um so Eurovision is coming up slight segue um I love Eurovision anybody else out there who enjoys Eurovision like wave your hand because um I love it it's so extra and it's just the most fun event ever um but the great thing is that although lots of the um lots of the entrants sing in English now um and it's been like that for a while but there are usually at least a few every year that are in language so in in the um home language I suppose of the person who's competing and um one of my favorites from last year was the Ukrainian entry um if you look up this uh, video so um it is like look I don't go clubbing but I feel like this would be like a club banger <laughs> it's like it's like a mixture of like kind of what sounds like almost folk music and like something that could definitely be paying playing in a club in like Berlin um Anyway, I was looking at this song the other day and then I realised on Spotify that I could see the lyrics. And because I've just been learning a little bit about Russian and Ukrainian and trying oh, to learn a little bit of the, about the alphabet, yeah. I was like following along and obviously I don't understand any of the words and I couldn't even, like I, I could not follow at the speed of this song too. Like there is no way I was going to be able to follow along to all of these words and lyrics. But it was still kind of cool because, like, it goes along like karaoke almost. Yeah. You can follow yep. the words in in Spotify. And so I was, like, going along and I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome fun. Like, I don't have to understand everything. That's okay. It's more just being able to, like, see the words, follow along, hear a sound and associate that with a word. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yep, don't need to understand the meaning of any of this, but I'm still kind of having a good time. Yeah, oh, I love that. No, that's really awesome. Hmm. We'll have to. Yeah. We, we might find the link so we can pop that in the show notes so uh, Eurovision oh, Mad listeners can find that song as well. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have just put together a playlist on our Spotify actually. So yeah, cool. I, um, I'm going to be getting getting in the Eurovision mood before the middle of May. <laughs> Yay! Okay. Oh, good. Well, maybe we need to have an episode back about Eurovision and your. We might. Favourite songs <laughs> slash oh, countries slash it. languages. So fun. Um, <laughs> talking about karaoke and singing, yes. Kira, one of our language lovers, AU Facebook members, popped on the group today about things that she does to make language learning fun. And she is a, a karaoke and a Norebang fan, especially if you are learning Asian languages. And I was just like, oh, mm -hmm. that brings back memories. So much fun. Um, and yeah, like you said, you amazing. know that you can 
you can track the words while you're listening, while you're singing. It's like a multi-sensory kind of learning opportunity as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody has ever used, um, Penny, have you ever used lyrics training before? No, I I know of it, but yes, I haven't. So um, for anybody out there who does like karaoke or likes having music as part of their language learning fun, um, lyrics training is like a website slash app that is kind of like karaoke for language learners. Um, And it kind of mixes together like karaoke and like clothes exercises, clothes exercises being like where you've got a blank so like in a sentence yep. and then you have to fill the blank. Um, and that is also quite fun if, you know, that's your jam. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. That is really cool. Yeah. We'll pop, that, we'll pop a link to that in the show notes. What's your feeling on, I guess, gamifying your language learning? Are you into that? Yeah, totally. I, I am. I'm a big fan of apps in general for language learning um, and I don't see any problem with it at all. <laughs> No, 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 no problem. Even, even if that is controversial. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steffi, another language lovers um, Facebook member, popped up on the group today about a new game, a new app that she's enjoying cool. called Lingo Legend. And so I, ch- I did Ooh. check that out today actually and I signed up and I had a little go in um, French. I think there's about oh, maybe, I don't know, about six or seven different languages Um cool a few ju- a and few... what's the premise of lingo lingo legend well it's it's <laughs> I don't know it's a bit like I didn't quite get it I have to say I only played like one one little game but there's okay. a couple of characters and you you earn points by <laughs> biffing each other <laughs> and and by getting <laughs> getting the answers correct so you know there's a phrase okay. that comes up Oh, there's, there's audio. So the phrase is spoken and then you might have okay. to select, you know, what's the correct meaning or, you know, and then you score 10 points, whatever, you get it right. <laughs> so, okay, cool. um, yeah, I should play it again. Maybe I should play it, you know, in a, a different language as well and have a look, see how it works because you mm. can do it as a complete beginner or, you know, like an elementary kind of level or intermediate and it kind mm-hmm. of slots you in like that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, a bit like cave many, if that's a word. <laughs> As in the characters are like cave I don't know, maybe because it was a bit of <laughs> biffing, you, you know. It's a bit of like. Oh, <laughs> biffing. <laughs> yeah. I think I know what you mean Clubbing. by biffing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like... Clubbing, not the type you do in Berlin, but the clubbing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not the thing that goes very well with Eurovision songs. Huh? Um, yeah, no, I think I think gamif- gamification of learning is, I think it's a really good thing, actually. And it's all related to fun. I think that, again, like if you are, if an app can help you to learn by creating a game out of the learning process, um, whether that is yeah filling a blank in a in a clothes exercise, or I don't know, um, like trying to translate a sentence um, on your own without even having to like tap 
you know, sometimes in things something like Duolingo, for example, it kind of gives you all the words, you just have to reorder them. But there are also exercises where you would actually have to type in the answer. And I think if that is something that just as a as a little challenge for you, if that's something that kind of you want to do it because you want to be able to try and get it right, um, then that's a really good thing. Yeah, I think that's, that's you know, and like Damien said in the Facebook group today as well that, you know, there are all these amazing apps and, and ways to gamify your learning, but it really does depend on you as the individual and what you like and how you of want to experience that. Um, Definitely. That the Drops app, I never thought of that as kind of gamifying, but I guess because it's, you know, you're competing, there's a countdown clock, there's scores. I mean, anything that's kind of pushing you like that is really kind of a gamifying thing, isn't it, I guess? Absolutely. I think I just yeah, kind of yeah, thought I of it so as too. learning vocab, but <laughs> – yeah. I guess it is learning but vocab. That's, I mean, but. I guess that's the, exactly. That's exactly the point, isn't it? And and sometimes the limitations on some of those apps, like Drops is a good example because at least under the free version, you can only use it yes, for five minutes. Is it five mm-hmm. minutes a day? Yep. Yeah. So you can only use it for five minutes a day. Similarly with some of the other apps, it's like you might only need to do one lesson a day, like one lesson of Duolingo for you to maintain your streak. Um same thing goes for, or you can you can set a limit. You can decide what your what you have to meet for it to maintain your streak. I think the same thing is with with memorize. Um, and there will be lots of other apps that have similar kinds of ways of making the whole, I guess, the lesson small. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with that because if you if if we only ever considered learning to be something that is study. Um, you know, seated book study, um, what all we remember, mm. what we all remember from school, and that it was long. Because I think sometimes that's the other thing. People feel like it's only really study if, or it's only really learning if you spend a decent amount of time doing it. Well, if you only do five minutes a day, that's fine. It's still five minutes where you learn something. Yeah, for sure. Or five minutes where you practice something. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be, you know, learning vocab for an hour until you're so bored of it that you don't want to do it again tomorrow like <laughs> and yeah. I guess that's the whole thing you need to be at a point where it's not a tire it's not tiring for you in that way so tiring that you are no longer interested yes it has to be it has to be something that's just enough to keep you interested and to keep you motivated and to want you coming back the next day to do something again totally and that's where the fun can be drained away if if that's not working Absolutely. for you um, yeah, I just found these on my desk actually, but- Beck. I don't know if you've if you've played with these cards before, but these um, well, these are the ha ha hanyu ones from Say What with Friends. So the the Chinese kind of character yeah. cards. I was just like, you know, things don't have to be gamified in a digital sense to be no, that's right to be games because you know we've got all these other things. Um, that we can access which are not apps and not digital tools which are out there um and you know there's That's heaps right. of stuff that I've got for the kids as well of course which are you know puzzles and games and stickers and songbooks and all these kind of things which are not digital but they're fun ways to yes keep at our languages which is nice. Exactly. Nice of a blend. And then isn't it? one more thing that I th- oh sorry yes. And then one more thing that I realised we were kind of meant to come back to earlier 
was that all of this, yeah, these are all of the ways, all little ways that you can make things a bit more fun. But of course, there are also the things that you are genuinely passionate about, other things that you have in your life that you get pleasure from that you can incorporate your the language that you're learning into. Um, and that's kind of, I guess, the other, yeah, the other category of stuff that is available to you to help you learn another language. Like if you are somebody who enjoys, and again, I think Kira who um, mentioned this on the group earlier today on the Language Lovers AU community on Facebook, um, that she likes online yoga and, you know, that that's something that she would normally do in her native language, um, but she can do it in her target language. And it reminded me actually that during the, I remember during the first lockdown kind of period in 2020, there were some French yoga videos um, that a friend linked me to. And they were literally videos on YouTube of somebody like teaching kind of a yoga not a class. I mean, it wasn't like a really long video or anything, but it was a short video um, that you could follow along and all of the instructions and everything were in French. So if you're somebody who enjoys doing something like yoga and at the time, you know, we couldn't go very far. So if you're just in your, you know, your lounge room, you could put that on the TV or on your phone or on your computer and follow along and do something that's kind of active while also listening to, um, language that you're learning or you know the language that you need to practice yeah I really I really love that because there's so many ways or different kind of tangents to go when you think about your own passions and own interests which you can combine with your languages and yeah I think that's a really good example um Mm. yeah I remember doing (laughs) I remember doing yoga in Chinese it was um yeah pretty crazy but good at least you know you could copy what (laughs) what other people were doing if you didn't quite get what was supposed to be happening (laughs) yeah absolutely and it's also like I think sometimes the the mixture of motion I don't know if there's like a studies that have been done about this I am saying this like based on nothing except my own personal opinion (laughs) but like sometimes do you ever find that when you are when you are moving um you find it easier to concentrate on stuff I think that's that's a legitimate a legitimate real life thing though you're not making that up I don't think (laughs) because I know that especially (laughs) with um with kids as well or kids that have um maybe a particular learning difficulty or you know a learning challenge that um physical movement really helps stimulate different parts of your brain so I reckon that yes spot on I think it's I think it's a real thing because yeah like I think the well something like let's to continue using yoga as an example even if you didn't understand the words that you were hearing by doing the motions of the you know poses or whatever it is that you're you're doing in the yoga kind of session um I think even even understanding that motion would help you to understand the vocabulary because maybe if you're starting to recognize words as it you know it's probably probably like breathe in or something (laughs) and you can see the person kind of you know doing a sort of motion to to ask you to breathe in and I I think that would be that also really helps but if you're doing it yourself um, then it would also help to to help you remember um, as well and I feel like and someone might have to correct me if I'm wrong on this. I'll try and find a link 
to what I'm about to say. Um, but I know there is a method of, I think there's a method of teaching um, languages as well that is all based on gestures. Mm-hmm. So like where you make specific gestures to associate with words. I will look this up um, and try and find out the exact name of it, but I'm sure I have had a conversation with somebody before about this. It's like a, yeah, a teaching method that involves getting students to basically make particular motions and kind of um, almost like signs with their hands um, that help them to remember parts of language and vocabulary. Oh, I like that. I will yeah. look this up and put it in the show notes when I find it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who is out there, if you have already, if I don't find this um, and you know what I'm talking about, please send us a message. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we wrap up, Beth, there was another um a recommendation from another member in the Facebook group, Carrie, popped mm-hmm. up an app that she's really enjoying um, called Polygloss. And I think this sounds particularly good if you're into writing because it's a dis- you, as the person playing, need to write a descriptive text about an image that you see. And um, a native speaker or an advanced learner gives you corrections on what you've written um and I think it would be really good for people who are loving learning practicing expressing themselves in their target language well that was really interesting because I have a really great idea haven't seen that one before yeah cool I love all these recommendations these ideas everyone's got some cool stuff up their sleeves um yeah but I think yeah (laughs) the message from today's episode (laughs) is (laughs) (laughs) If you have one thing that you take away from the end of this episode. <laughs> Quick, think about what that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, language learning should be fun. And if you happen to feel like it's not fun, there are ways to get that fun back. Yes, exactly right. All is not lost. You don't have to give it all up and throw in the towel. Um, just because you've got a little slump. Yes. And there are so well, – I'd love to know, yeah, what what your ways, if you're listening to this thinking, oh, this is what I do to get get the fun back. <laughs> um, yeah. We'd love to know, wouldn't we, Beck? Like we could put a little, you know, exactly. there'll be a little list that we could put together of all these ideas Definitely. for everyone who has exactly right. their little fun mojo action going on so yes get in touch if you've got your thoughts Mm -hmm. on how you keep your language learning fun um I have also just thought of one more thing that we probably should mention actually in all of this discussion about how to make things fun and how to get your motivation back should probably also mention that sometimes it's also fine to take a break yes (laughs) that can be fun (laughs) yes that can also be a way of getting your fun back if you just need to sometimes step away from the language for a little bit, you know, let absence make the heart grow fonder. That's also fine. <laughs> yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Big time. So keep that in mind as well. It's not to say don't do it ever again, but if you need a few days, weeks, months off just to find that fun again, good for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Talking to Beck, the motivational speaker. She will fix us. 
<laughs> oh, thank you. What a fun episode. Fun, fun. Yay. F-U-N. Um, yes. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Language Chats. We love hanging out with you and we really appreciate all your feedback and and ideas and thoughts and thank you for getting in touch so if you do want to hang out with us don't forget you can join our language lovers au community on facebook you can also find us in all of the other places where you can usually find people these days which is on instagram you can find us languagelovers.au um we do also have a page on facebook languagelovers.au and if you just want to send us a good old email you can go to our website languagelovers.com.au where you'll find out a little bit more information about us and this podcast and the other things that we do um, and you can also send us a note there and we love reading your reviews on um apple podcasts and your ratings so if you have a second please jump on and do that too we really appreciate it and we will catch you again in another fortnight see you next time bye